Welcome to Miles Apart Podcast. This week's episode might sound a little <laughs> different to you guys. Um, we're not miles apart, this podcast. We're actually sitting a couple feet from each other, not properly socially distanced. But um, we're actually, you know, I came to Everybody town. gets tested on the show, though. Um, tell them, Jamie. Everybody gets tested on the show. We tested guy in... He has no antibodies. I mean, or he has antibodies because he has the vaccine. So we're good. <coughs> we're cleared. But, so, yeah, this, that's why this is going to be a little special fun podcast. We apologize if the sound isn't up to par as usual because we're just recording off our phone here. Nobody got tested. Nobody got tested. <laughs> um, but it's cool, man. We're good. We're good. Um, so there's a lot of content that came out this fucking week and we fucking probably watched six hours total, five hours just last night alone. Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League finally came out. No expectations for this, but we're going to get into that. And then also Falcon and Winter Soldier, that that finally dropped. Why don't you get us going? What did you think? What do you want to talk about first? How many hours of a podcast would you have to do to like get all of the Justice League covered? So, how much of the original Justice League did you even remember? Like, what did you think about the original Justice League? Oh, uh, dude, I honestly... It, it came was, out like four years ago, yeah, three years ago? I don't remember much. I remember it being campy. Oh, I remember the mustache. Mustache was terrible. CGI mustache. CGI mustache. Steppenwolf looked like shit. Yeah, Steppenwolf looked uh, like. Remember people bitching that cyborg got really cut out? Yeah, I remember like. <clears throat> the one liners. Yeah. Just like jokes that didn't seem like they were like fitting. Like or the characters making the jokes. Together, like choppy script or like choppy storytelling the bullshit with the Russian family at the end it wasn't a good Joshua movie probably like hates this weekend huh he's like yeah. everybody's like shitting on him for trying to come in and like you know essentially just do his job to... see but it's not even on Joss Whedon though it's on Warner Brothers yeah I think they got so like just let the guy but then you made a good point if Let's say Zack Snyder finished the whole project and did it. They still wouldn't have let him have a four-hour cut Mm-mm. in the theater. So I think one thing is he he is kind of not a four-hour visual guy. Not a four-hour rated R fucking Justice League. Yeah, he's a great visual guy. I think, but I don't even think he would have been able to condense that four hours into maybe if they took out all like all the slowdowns he does. So the bullshit sometimes. Justice League we got was a necessary <laughs> thing. That we needed to go through as a society to get the Justice League that we've got now. That's deep. And man, this Justice League, I wasn't looking forward to it. It it did take us two nights to watch. The first night we fell asleep 30 minutes. And not because it was a boring movie or anything. We had a long day of activities, doing multiple activities, you know, throughout the day. And, you know, guy just gets spent when it's like midnight. And, um... So we went ahead and watched it all yesterday. We usually wait a couple of days to let it digest, but you know, it is what it is. And it is long, but man, just, it, you can't even compare the two. I think it's unfair to compare the two. 
I would say it was a good movie, man. It was a it was a good movie, really good movie. Like it gave justice to all the characters, you know. I think everybody kind of nobody really expected this to be good the second time around either. I think there was and we saw like that bullshit review, yeah, and then. And it, what? Well, look at that. If you let the guy making the film make the film the way you, he wants to make it, it turns out good, right? Yeah. So that's the thing with Warner Bros. They've been notorious for fuckery, like behind the scenes. They did that with BVS. They did that with Justice League. Justice League was a little different, you know, because there were circumstances going in with Zack Snyder's daughter passing away and Joss Whedon coming up and... So he did kind of make it clear this is like a one-off. So if you haven't seen it, you know, watch it. It's way better than the first. It is four hours long. Um, it's like six it, parts. Okay. That's the sad thing about while we're watching it with it is like keeping that in mind that I don't think we don't know because you know now you have um, Robert Pattinson's Batman that's going to be coming with the new film, um, and then. You already got... We already got Wonder Woman 2, which was... Your favorite? Subpar. Oh, no, okay. But, like but, yeah. So, it's like... it's That's kind of one thing when you're watching it. It's like, oh, this is pretty cool. and it, But then, like, at the same time, it kind of sucks because, you know, this is it. Like, this isn't... As so far. But then again, money changes everything. Zack Snyder's... Shit's been trending. Came on to say that, no, this is it. He's done. You know, Ben Affleck's kind of said the same thing. So... It's just, but if it is done, then, you know, at least we got to see how it was meant to be seen. So this was a rumor. It started as like a rumor or speculation about the Snyder Cut, the Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut. Let's release the Snyder Cut. It went on for years, man. And then finally, it's like, you know, it got momentum behind it. Zack Snyder was tweeting about it all the time. And then the other cast started tweeting about it. And then boom, they're like, hey, they're going to, HBO is going to launch a new streaming service. HBO Max, and this is going to be one of the first things, like, you know, that's going to be really dropping on it. And it uh, crashed the servers? It did. It did. The, the servers got crashed. That was reported because so many people were watching it. And it's crazy. It's good, dude. Like, if people are watching it, like, it, I'm just glad because, you know, we're, we're DC fanboys. Uh, we love these characters. And whenever you see these characters get represented well. I'm a DC fan man, sir. You were a fanboy. But whenever you see these characters getting justice, it's nice, man. Like, um, it was dope to see Wonder Woman, like, be a badass again. I saw 30 minutes of 1984. Uh, but I you can't that. judge the whole film, then. How do you not know she doesn't become a badass for the entirety of Did she film? become a badass for the No, entire... she doesn't. All right, that, that's how I know that. <laughs> You're a sexist. <laughs> and then characters like Cyborg, who didn't have like crazy like he kind of did the same shit but like just how they the exposition they gave to these characters you're way more invested with these characters at the end of the movie than you were at justice league justice league they sloppily got put together and then boom steppenwolf is doing his whole thing i think justice league a lot of this so that's what's confusing i think about this is people think a lot of this is the only thing that they shot a new in this film was probably towards the end that nightmare sequence where they have uh, Joe Mac I can never say his Man, last name Man in Giello. yeah that guy Deathstroke yeah Deathstroke then they have Batman they have uh, Cyborg and then they have Leto's Joker Flash 
Flash, Flash different like weird yeah. kind of costume. Mira Mira's there yeah, yeah Mira's there Arthur's but, dead apparently so that last like sequence little back and forth which kind of just looks like it's it's it doesn't even look like it, it kind of didn't flow I felt like to me within the film but it was still cool. It was nice to see. But I think that's the only part that's been reshot. All of this was already there, shot. Yes, they got editing to go over it, CGI some shit. But this was all stuff that we didn't just left out that was already shot at that time to make. So I think what they sacrificed during that first film is any kind of character arc, any kind of growth. So instead of seeing how they got there, it was kind of just like, these guys are there and they're together. And that's why you kind of don't really give a shit because it's like... yeah. Yeah, it was fucked. <laughs> it was sloppily put together, yeah. and then there's the whole bullshit about there's a Russian family. They really make it about that. And then I think after Man of Steel, it's kind of stupid that they have to do this, but the DC got so much shit for Man of Steel, how him and Zod are just breaking buildings and shit. And then, like, that's why now in the DC movies, I have to kind of give explanation of it's an abandoned area. There's not many people there. That happened in BVS. Like, they say that where they're fighting is, like, abandoned. And even this one, they're like, oh, the place that he picked, it has radiation. There's no people there, you know, and shit like that. So, but, yeah, so in 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 the original one, there's, like, this Russian family that they're, like, the focus is on really helping them out. And then Superman just comes back, beats the shit out of Steppenwolf. And, like, in an obnoxious way. Like, he's just like, oh, you ain't shit. Boom, boom, boom. And then he, like, just goes up to Cyborg. He's like, what do we got to do with this chief? And, like, just separates the unity from, like, connecting. And then that's it. Then they all smile and fucking... Even the way that Superman got brought back in the previous Justice League, where they bring him back the same way, but the fight sequence and then like what happens with superman after the whole batman bullshit of you won't let me die you won't let me live which is a good line i like the line but in the justice league it looked like shit because that was one of the cgi fucking close-ups of his face and he had the cgi mustache and that wasn't even that great of a mustache like are you fucking kidding me we all watched fucking mission impossible fallout i was expecting this big luscious mustache it's like a fucking five o'clock shadow of a mustache on him. Let it out. But, um, yeah. And then I think there was another line in there that isn't in this one. I, that was probably like another Whedon thing. Because I remember there's a part in uh, BBS where Batman tells him, do you bleed? And he says, you will. And then I think in, in this, in the last Whedon one, Superman like hits him and he goes, "Do you bleed?" and like hits him and then I think Batman says something, like, "Something's definitely bleeding." Yeah. And I was like, "Really?" So, and then there's also like, Batman goes, "Well, I don't n- not not like you." He says some shit like that at the end. But stop shitting on Joss Whedon, bro. I'm not shitting on Joss Whedon, but I think a lot of the internet. Is, I just though. think he's a hack. <laughs> a lot of a large part of the internet I don't hate the guy I just don't not not like him so I think we could kind of move aside from comparing it to that horse shit you know <laughs> that abortion of a movie like when I walked into it it I you know I walked into it a little late I was getting in the right frame of mind you know to go watch Justice League and then um, when I walked in it was some of the scenes that were in that are, well a lot of them actually are not in this one at all mm-hmm. and then like uh, I think the the opening sequence of that it was like Batman had a parademon on the roof or some shit right yeah and he's trying to track him via fear 
or they're screeching or some shit like that. That was still pretty cool to watch like that. Yeah, just the visual just of the it. Visual yeah. Of that, so, but it's cool because like there's other stuff that they left, like the gauntlets, the Kryptonian energy dispersing gauntlets that they introduced. Yeah, like, that's that a badass weapon. Yeah, so. No, man, that's, like I said, this is neat. Um, if anything, man, uh, it would be pretty cool to see just due to the popularity because now they have a venue where, yeah, if you don't want to take it to the big screen, you know, you want to leave your new universe that you're creating with Robert Pattinson. And, um, man, what's uh, the director's name? He he made a Planet of the Apes. Uh, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, yeah. So Matt Reeves, Batman. And you could just continue this on, like, HBO Go or HBO Max. I don't know if they're trying to... Are they trying to build a universe with that? I think it's more so, like, setting up his trilogy. Yeah. I don't know. It, that doesn't see, uh, That doesn't give me the feeling of, like, they're trying to build a universe. See, that's what DC's like. That. DC's kind of, like, really... They were in the middle of building a universe, and then they gave up on building a universe, and it was, like... So, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't if they, know if they see the success from the Zack Snyder Justice League, right? Yeah. And, again... Critics, for some reason, typically don't tend to, you know, but then again, you could say that's bullshit regarding Wonder Woman, but, like, I don't know, like, we saw a review that kind of set our expectations, like, we try to stay away from this, looking at reviews or reading articles before watching a movie, just because it gives you some preconceived notions or sets up some expectations, but we saw a heading or something, it said, Zack Snyder's Justice League is just as bad, but twice as long. That's just, I could say objectively, that's just bullshit. You cannot watch both movies and have that take. That is just as bad as the first Justice League? No. Is this the best fucking superhero movie ever? No. Is it my favorite DCU movie? Probably not. No, no. But it's a good movie, man. Like this, like it, like you, you like you mentioned, I guess it had to be a four-hour fucking thing where they... Because they, they rushed BVS. Yeah. They rushed, you know, they, they they try to rush and get their universe off, so they wanted to introduce as many characters as they want, but I don't know if it's, hindsight's twenty twenty. so he got to see what didn't work with, you know, Joss Whedon's, obviously, he got to put more time into it. He said it. he never watched it. He never watched he it. He said he never watched it. He's ne- he goes, because I signed a new interview and they asked him, you know, so what do you think of this as, like, the director's cut or the Snyder cut? He goes, well, I don't know if I can consider it a director's cut, since I've never really actually seen the actual real version of it he said christopher nolan told him not to watch it damn poor joss whedon <laughs> poor <laughs> no i'm like yeah man don't waste your time yeah don't waste your time. a piece of shit film <laughs> but okay so what what is some things you liked about this one and then we'll talk about some things that we didn't like honestly i think what i liked was just the character growth man so mm-hmm. everybody kind of i i love how much they delved into um cyborg's backstory it made him much more important and i feel like everybody had a role you know you flash had his role and i think ezra miller's flash grew on me a lot more besides his fucking goofy ass running and i think everybody like even even um even diana you know like her just her beginning that scene where she's beating everybody's ass in that museum like that was like that's what i was expecting more of in the 1984 wonder woman but man that movie was... oh that, they don't have that in there no they really don't yeah terrible film anyways um but yeah man I, I that yeah it those are just it's those little tiny things and it's that's what i'm saying there's not huge 
elaborate, like, missing action. Like, a lot of the action is some of it, except for, I think, maybe that Wonder Woman opening sequence is the same action that you saw in the theaters. Obviously, Zack has his own, his, like, visuals and his, like, you know, his skill of, like, coloring he likes to use, but more of what you see that got left was actually these story and dialogue pieces between these interactions between these characters which turns out is an important thing it makes everything fucking flow better it's it's like who could have thought then it pays the action off yeah and then even the action in this one i would say is like it was good action you could clearly see what was going on and like all of them had badass sequences um I think Batman got more action this time with, like, him just shooting the parademons and shit at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I thought the way they they brought Superman back this time around flowed a little bit more. Seems, you know, they they show, like, the big discussion they do have when they realize that this is a possibility. And, you know, and it makes it, it... It shows you the importance... And it makes the, the it more powerful when Superman like actually is back, and when he's back and he just beats the shit out of Steppenwolf again this time around. But like it's like it makes sense because he's a badass, you know. Like it, but I really thought Steppenwolf would put up a little bit more of a fight with him this time, but no, he like the axe. But then again, I yeah, he he took the axe out right away. He just yeah. gave it a like nice gentle blow on it. Yeah, it's like oh, there's your weapon. But, um, and then the, you know, like... That's why the mother boxes were fucking quiet, because he was alive, and he died, they came back to life, and that's why it's a fucking movie. Like, how can you leave that out? And then, like, still keep the main plot of the film the first time around, the mother box unification, but yeah. you just left out the complete... A, a difference in Justice League was, um, in, in, in the Whedon one... Steppenwolf isn't doing this for Darkseid. He's doing it for Mother, who he says is his mother. Because, you Martha. Know, because he wants to get good with his mom again or whatever. Uh, but in this one, Steppenwolf has a similar motive, but he's doing it for Darkseid. They don't really explain it, but he's kind of... Uh, they say betrayed. Yeah. But he's done something where he's on, you know... He's in the doghouse... Uh, he hasn't been allowed side. to come back to Planet Cop Apocalypse, and I guess this is his way of trying to, like, get back in the good graces, and this was the one planet, see, all this shit that they leave out the first one, where Darkseid came to conquer, and he was defeated, the only planet he's been defeated, and then he left the, damn it. The equation, the anti-life equation. He they, they don't say that he left it here. He's been searching for he's it. He's been searching for it here. Yeah, sorry. You know. but, he's been searching for it in the universe. Or anyways, so, so see all this stuff that they... It's just... It, I just didn't. Dark side as as a whole. I don't yeah. I don't I don't think he was in the first Justice League, especially not oh, like yeah, no. right. when when he comes to Earth and fights the you know the past heroes, yeah. Zeus and all of them, and it was actually good to see they fucked him up. Yeah, he was fucked up. And then, he, you know, then he left and you know it just it makes sense when you could set up a story and tell a story you know yeah. but um again it's four oh, hours I, I think hopefully enough people like I said so far the doors have been closed that's why that was why like I said it was still part of the experience is kind of like it's like ah oh, that sucks cause well we it don't go anywhere we but don't enough people get behind this and we don't can, know where we uh, are with uh Cavill Superman they yeah. that's still up in the air Ben Affleck's 
clearly said, I don't want to be Batman no more. But he said that when there was all that bullshit with the studio going on, where they were just fucking... They just been... Their studio interference is really what's going to, like, do them in with these movies. They really interfered with fucking Suicide Squad. Like, they... And then... I get it for them. You, as, like, a studio head, it's like, dude, we can't release a four-hour rated R fucking Justice League movie in theaters and expect to make money. But why not? But now you have this avenue. That's what I'm saying. So now this is the game changer. This is what Disney's doing. So you want to mimic Disney, right? You want to fucking... That's what you did. That's what kind of said. Well, now you have the same thing. They have their Disney Plus platform. And now you have HBO Max. So, you know, do the right thing, Sony. I mean, Sony. <laughs> Warner Bros. Bring them into it for no reason. Yeah. So, no, fuck Sony, too. Right thing, I still haven't been able to buy a PS5 since we're going to fucking... <laughs> Fuck you, limitless my ass. <laughs> limitless play. Yeah, no, uh, whenever so I... When I, There's a billboard in San Francisco. Whenever I drive past it, it says, like, play has no limits. I've been wanting to take a picture of it, like, play has no stock. Damn. Straight bitches. But, um... Souls. But, yeah. Justice League was good. Now, getting into Winter Souls. Hold on. Mm. So, from the... If, if Justice League has success, do you see... Where they're like, well, you know, we just had to put some more money behind it and let the dude do his thing. Like, you know, like, or do we see a maybe David Ayer version of Suicide Squad? No, I don't think that has that much demand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to. Dude, they, locked, they, they, they locked him. They locked him out of the editing room. He's the director of the movie, yeah, but I don't know. Like, like what, like. Like you mentioned, we don't know where we're going to go from the Justice League from here. The Flash movie's still coming out. Cyborg was supposed to be in that, but then apparently they wrote him out. And then, um... And then, so... Aquaman 2 is going to be happening. Wonder Woman, you know, is going to get another movie as well, but... As far as this Justice League goes, yeah, who knows. But, um, yeah. Let's go on, go on to Winter Soldier and Falcon. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now, yeah, staying on the same... Um, what do you same transition from what I was saying earlier with the superheroes and their platform shows now with Disney Plus? So, Disney Plus, this is kind of it's crazy because you know, you go from Wanda Vision and then this is the next show that's dropping in the next Marvel thing, and it's completely different, yeah, it's more grounded. But then, right off the bat, they have like this 10 minute action sequence. Which is kind of like, all right, this is what we're about. You know, here's that Marvel. Like, you guys... That, this kind of felt more of, like, in tune with the Marvel movie events, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, just amazing action sequence in the beginning with the uh, Falcon trying to retrieve a military soul, um Like, a, a, he's been taken hostage. And mm-hmm. you see a reoccurring uh, villain reprise their role from... And that's kind of symbolic as the last time you see him, he was fighting the in Winter Soldier, Captain America in Winter Soldier. George St. Pierre. You know, I forget his name. Yeah. In uh, the MCU, but... And then now he's fighting technically like the new Captain America. And doing crazy fucking skydiving shit. Yeah. Jumping into planes, out of planes, into helicopters, out of helicopters. But... And that's where the new Captain America thing goes. Because, you know, as last time we saw Cap, he gave his shield to... Um, falcon and he sam. was like sam he was like and then you know sam the famous line that he reiterates like twice in the opening episode here 
is that it feels like it belongs to someone else because he's not ready to take that mantle on. He has too much, I would say, like, his character growth has been to the point where, you know, he doesn't feel like he can step into... Yeah, dude's fucking Captain America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so he gives it back to... He gives the shield back to the the government and they're going to put it in the Smithsonian. Yeah, and then... He goes back to his life, and this is, like, the first... I've always thought about this shit, mm-hmm. and then, like, you never, like... What do superheroes do for, like, a fucking living, you know? And then, like, you find out that Sam's broke. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I was like... So they're, they haven't been getting paid. Does that, like, throw you off? Like, Tony Stark, you asshole. You used to walk into rooms and say, billionaire, philanthropist. Like, you're telling me you weren't paying anybody? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You would imagine. Well, like, some people don't need to get paid. Like, Thor's a god. Money doesn't matter to him. Yeah. Um, Black Panther has more money than anybody. Tony. Black Widow. I don't know. I always thought she just got paid by S.H.I.E.L.D. or, like, the government or somebody. Yeah. So these people are all just... I think he said something about Goodwill. They're all freelancers, huh? They're, like... They're doing work. Fucking Ant-Man needs money. Pro bono, I guess. Nah, dude. Fuck that. Uh -uh. (laughs) No, so I think what the thing is, like... He has money, but his sister or his family member is broke. No, and I, I don't think he has so. money either. Cause he, like, he said, I, I could help you or something, right? No, I, I think he thought he could help because of everything he's done. But, like, they're looking at his financial records when they go in. I think he says, you know, he was blipped away. So they ask him where his five last five years of uh, pay, were, yeah. pay is. And, you know, he goes, I was blipped, you know. So they have to change or restructure Basically, the family business is going afloat, I think. So this is kind of cool. Like, that's what I'm saying. This is very different from WandaVision. Just off the bat, it's more shrouded. shrouded. It's reality. Yeah. It's more real. Re- yeah. Like, and it feels real more in tune with, like, some of the Marvel cinematic work that we've seen before. So that's kind of what's going on with Sam. You know, he's having this internal struggle of, you know, he's still kind of getting over the loss of his best friend, um, Cap, at the same time, getting that shield giving it back now he's trying to help his family and then he's dealing with all that stuff and then on the other side you kind of they kind of show you bucky's going through therapy mm-hmm. he fucking hates it when therapists like write notes like that's their that's their thing bucky they're supposed to take fucking notes like like that's that, the thing that gets him like, all right like, nah, you, you got you, a you book I get it. It's traumatized by books. Yeah, I think that's what I was going to say. That's probably what it is. And that, she's a bitch for doing that. Then. <laughs> he hates... Mission Report 1990. <laughs> no! But, yeah, the tone definitely is more real world, like, you know, spy, thriller. The, essentially the Winter Soldier thone, uh, tone. And it's good. You know, like, that's the type of shit that we're going to get uh, with these guys. I thought the... And it starts off with him, he's having a nightmare, and obviously everything's there for a reason, it's not just random, and in the night where it goes back to him having a flashback as a Winter Soldier doing his job for Hydra at that time, taking somebody out, and then he kills a witness, because mm-hmm. that was their programming, leave no witnesses at that time, and it's an Asian American young man. That's important because then the next Asian American interaction he has turns out to be that Asian American young man's father. Like, you know, that's very cool. <laughs> like, yeah. So he he's like he has a list and he's like mending his wrongdoings or whatever in the past, and uh, you know, and then that guy's on the list, so he's just been hanging out with them and stuff, and he's trying. He's like struggling to tell him though. 
Like, he's going to have to tell him. Yeah. At some point, that dude's going to find out. I think that's... He's good. So, that's probably the same thing. This is only... That's what's... That's... I didn't know it was only six episodes. This is only six this episodes. This is only six episodes. So, we're going to have to do all of this, kind of... So, I think they got all their real-world problems out. Yeah. In this first episode here, then. So, I think he's going to have to go through... That's going to be their journey. And then... This, I think, has kind of more what it looks like to me. And I think that's what, probably what they're going for. Is going to be like that... It has that action movie vibe, and then you're gonna eventually have these two characters, kind of like a buddy com buddy. Cause what, what then narrate what we've kind of skimmed over in that beginning part is when Falcon's done retrieving that officer, he talks to somebody who's his uh, another Air Force pilot, uh, uh, Air Force personnel sergeant, I think. Let's sergeant ranks. Torres. Sergeant Lieutenant. I think Torres. he was Sergeant Torres or <laughs> Lieutenant Torres. Captain. I don't remember, but private. He's like infiltrating this gang called the flag smashers like how do you smash a flag are they like literally smashing you gotta flags? like freeze it i think are they like like smashing the flags i think yeah i think it might be the flag smashers as in you know extracurricular activities with the flag yeah. i think that would be easier to smash a flag that way so he's going and they're following one of the it's like a robbery. I didn't catch the place. Was it Berlin, Switzerland? I don't know. I thought, Switzerland. I yeah. So, it looks like this guy that he like tries to stop in the middle of it, kind of beats his ass, face stomps him. He might be a super. Yeah. It seems to be. So I think that's where this is all kind of headed towards. And for the first episode, I mean, there's a lot. I think now that I reiterate everything mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. there was a lot going on so mm-hmm. i think that it's set up it's just kind of like a lot of people said the first couple episodes of one division was slow and then they really got into it so this yeah seems to be that way the only difference is this only has six episodes so you've got to kind of pick up pace and make it so that's why i think this episode is going to be like this what really grounds them in reality like you know these guys are superheroes and these fucking super people and stuff but like this is like the real world problems that they got going on sam's farm or no his boat is gonna get like foreclosed his farm (laughs) or it's gonna sink i don't know is it gonna get is it gonna sink or is it getting foreclosed or is she selling it i think she's She's selling selling it yeah and then so he's got that shit going on and you know bucky's got the internal stuff of like dealing with his demons from the past going on and also trying to go on dates and that date shit was hilarious so you know he's trying to make amends to this dude because he killed his son years in the past as winter soldier so he's like hanging out with this older dude and he gets him to with one of the waitresses he gets him a date (laughs) and then fucking he's like trying to finally you know get out of his shell or whatever trying to live and man what a fucking drag the whole date like like that's her like she tells him you know when 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 you die when your when your parents die they have a name for that you're orphans and then when your spouse dies you become either a widow or a widower but if you outlive your kids you know that's like there's no name for that and it's like fuck like real mood killer like that's heavy shit for a first date bro what should be the word for that for somebody who outlives their kids Mm mm-hmm I don't know. Right. That's for a different podcast, though. 
Um, <laughs> we gotta edit that out, bro. That's gotta get edited out. Why would you? But, um, but yeah, you can't bring up shit like that. You see how fucking total that dark yeah. that podcast we get. You said that on a date? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then you We're said that to the like, guy what? who, yeah, killed this guy's kid. So It's like she knew exactly. Like, that's like the worst person you could say that to, lady. Yeah, that's a terrible thing to say, and he's probably like the worst thing to have. The first person I've said it too. So, and then at the end they introduce a new Captain America. And this guy just looks like a fucking goof. Kind of racist. <laughs> he looks like a goof. Yeah, no, it's bullshit. Cause like the same guy that's at Sam's, like you know, he's giving a speech about Cap, and when he's turning the shield in, the guy that goes, "You did the, you did the right thing, Sam." Yeah. Like giving, you know, turning this in or whatever. He, that's the same guy that's announcing we need a new thing for hope. We need another Captain America. This is our new Captain America. Which is bullshit. And then now, you know, that's also going to set up the thing of, like, Sam actually becoming Cap. But, um, yeah, you can see he, he he's fucking... He feels probably betrayed. He looks really sad, you know? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you ask him? Is it a race thing? Are they racist? I don't think... I don't know, man. I think they're racist. All right. <laughs> We think they're racist, then. Um, as far as the first episode goes, I don't know. I, I was that's, just that's surprised. That's what Twitter said, man. That's what Twitter said. The Twitter saying that it's racist? That Yeah, it's racist. They should have gone to Sam. Well, yeah. So that's what they're, Disney's like. This is this is a racist thing, and we're gonna we're gonna correct it. You know, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a, a, a Captain America of color. You know. Mm-hmm. But um. I was surprised. I thought, like, after Endgame, they would just go off and start fighting crime together, which is stupid of me to assume. Like, why would they do that? (laughs) They're like, hey, gee, what are you doing, Falcon? (laughs) Like, let's go up and ride into the sunset together. Like, shit, nah. No, they all had lives. They're all real people. And this is once again. I like. I like the whole five years. Like it's going to be a big fucking thing, because mm-hmm. it's really affected. It gets brought up in every line. Yeah, the, yeah the blip it, that they the blip. Yeah, it's it's not just like going to be okay. Thanos blipped away half the population a long time ago, and then they came back and everything's no. They're they're going to be dealing with the repercussions of the blip and everything. So, I think this is why. Now getting back to that DC Marvel MCU stuff is this. Is why MCU wins is because of not a how they inter- interweave. Like yeah. it's just, it's just, it's crazy. No, you've never seen this in like a storytelling narrative. You could, you, like you so could, many different linear storylines that follow. Like you, you know, they're all different, but this, they all follow. Put this like against, one, yeah. Put this against any other fucking movie mm-hmm. or franchise. They that weave we these story threads so fucking good and so like. They're all different. They all still, at the same time, connect to like one linear storyline, and then, and that's that's something that's huge that you would want to see the repercussions of in every fucking movie. You know, yeah, it'd yeah. be weird if they didn't brought bring it up the blip. It's it's like the biggest thing to happen in human history, in the MCU. So so yeah, that's where we're at. Um, hopefully, we'll be getting you guys a podcast. As soon as we did this one, soon. It's not happening. Yeah, yeah it's not happening. But, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. This is kind of what the show's about. If you guys like it, 
share, subscribe. There is a few of you that listen consistently, and we thank you for that. Yes. Just go ahead and, you know, follow us on Twitter, Miles Apart Pod. Like, share, rate, rate us. Let us know you're listening. Uh, you know, give us a rating or whatever. We're on Spotify, iTunes, blah, 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 anywhere podcasts are found. Any closing thoughts? No. All right. Till next time, this is Justin Gutton signing off. Bye-bye.